Good morning, and welcome to a new episode of Trauma Survivors Collective. I want to first say I'm sorry that I haven't been putting out material for some time. I've kind of been on a huge journey, and I've been dealing with my own issues and, and matters that pertain to uh, my own personal array of traumas that I've dealt with. Now, I'm really excited about this particular program because I have a lot of information that I want to try to get into this one episode. And if I can't get it in this episode, I, I really want to add another episode to this and, com and continue this conversation throughout various episodes. Um, and there's going to be a lot of referral back to um, the previous episodes as this conversation moves forward. I recently had what I believe to be a breakthrough in one of uh, my many traumas that I've experienced through my life. Now, if you've read or, or went through some of my previous um, recordings, you'll know that I told my version of my story and shared that with you and I did that basically for credibility but I also needed to do that to get that off of my chest and to share with you that this podcast is really designed for someone to be able to identify the fact that I'm being open and vulnerable and trying to keep my filters in check, and also to relate to you that this is a safe zone. There is no judgment. There is no, how should I say, comparison or no contests that are going on that says that what I've gone through is any worse or any easier than what you might have experienced or your loved one has experienced in the past. And so, to hear the depths of the different traumas that I shared with you in my story, I, um, I did that so that you and your mind can prioritize not the severity or the impact that your particular traumas or experiences have played in your life because they're all impactful. So I want to validate that. Your experiences are impactful for you and for your life story. And that's important for you to acknowledge and, and embrace and lean into. Your story is valuable. And that's one of the reasons why I stepped out immediately. Uh, at least I believe it was immediately when I started this particular podcast. And I want to kind of share with you a little bit about the processes that I went through um, so that maybe it might be able to put you on a path to help yourself or to use the tools that your therapist or your support network has given you so that you possibly might be able to move forward in your life. And that's important to me. You know, the one reason why I'm doing this is because I do not want anybody out there to suffer, let alone to suffer from their story. And when it's being repeated or being dug up or being addressed, it's uncomfortable for us. So it is for me anyway. And 
I know that there's a vast array of people that are in various areas of, of revisiting their traumas and working with them so that they can move on with their life. And, and that's very important to acknowledge. If you feel like you're further along than what, what I'm speaking to, awesome. I would like to invite you on the show and, and talk to you about that. So back to my journey. Um, I have a therapist. I have several psychologists. I have a vast array of resources that I have available, available to me that a lot of people do not have for whatever reason, whether it be economic or because they haven't sought it out or because they don't know where those resources are and how to get a hold of those resources and or whatever that reason is you know not everybody's going to have the same resources or seek out the same resources to help them through their individual life's traumas that reside in their life story now i want to address several different things in my relation of my story to you and I'm only doing this, I'm not doing this to trigger you, I'm not doing this to upset or disrupt your day, I'm not doing this to do anything other than to share, because I found out my life story may be flawed. And I kind of discovered that through something that, a, a new adventure that I, and a new journey that I'm stepping out in order to help other uh, trauma survivors and, and people who are having issues in life in general with their life story. So I started going into life coaching. Um, I did that because I was consulting with a couple of business owners and I found that through my business experience and all my experiences out in the world, I found out that a lot of businesses get on the verge of failing, not because the business itself is faulty, but because of the imperfections of each one of us, um, but more specifically the business owners. And I found out that if you take the business owners' core habits that they exhibit in their personal life, it very much gets transferred into their business. The same thing with employees and contractors. The habits that they develop within their home uh, and within their own life story, it gets transferred over to the job. And based on that story that they develop, they may be hyper, how should I say it, um, hyper accomplished. Uh, hyper-focused on what they do. They may be perfectionist in various areas. They may be lacking in a lot of areas. And their co-workers may be seeing that lacking as an, uh, as an assault on the final product of what they're trying to put out there, whatever that product may be. So in realization of that, I went on this journey because most of my experiences with these folks had me dealing with their personal issues and their personal habits. And I was able to rely on and draw on the tools that my network, my healthcare network and mental health care network has provided me. 
So I started seeking out ways that I can enhance my observations of within my life stories, my observations of uh, personal development and trying to get through these these traumas and in search of my goal to help others not suffer like I did for over three decades, giving my power up to other people or other circumstances. And I still have a lot of work I have to do on myself. And I'm not going to shy away from that. But I'm diligently working towards developing a, a better life story for myself. Not lying to myself, but building upon the information that I have to utilize that information towards improving my circumstances emotionally, mentally, and working with my various um, identities. Now you're going to think that because I said that, or you possibly might think that I, since I said that rather, that I have split personalities. Well, the truth is, is whether those split personalities outwardly come out to the public or not, um, where we openly display those personality traits that are, are so dynamic and those personalities and identities go to open battle with one another, trying to overtake one another and, and run the superego. So anyway, I just didn't want to go to a place that um, was just being passive within the, within the confines of, of what my mental health providers were giving me. So I went out on this journey to become a life coach and I started going through coaching in addition to my therapies um, with my, again, my mental health care for, uh, people. And I've, in a real, real short amount of time, I was able to take the information that I perceived and I got from my therapist and put it into action, into movable action. And that's what this Trauma Survivors Collective is all about. I, I came across some information recently that really kind of blew my mind and it made me want to dive deeper into why I made the decisions, the choices, why my life story was developed. And I come to find out something that's very, very interesting to me. You know, I found out that using all of our five senses that we have about us, or even four senses if you're lacking on one or more senses, we can kind of cram that down. But the human body, when it utilizes all of its available faculties, it processes approximately 1.1 million bits of data and information that goes on around us per second. And when you get that number, you kind of think, and especially when it's related to today's technology, it's relatively low in comparison to what's actually going on around us. We, we consume millions, if not billions, bits of information on a per second rate. But our minds are typically only geared to process 
40 to 60 bits of information at a time. And I'm talking about the conscious mind. The conscious mind, the ego, your, your persona or whatever, it only processes in the conscious state that 40 to 60 bits of the information. So you can see that when you're consuming and absorbing 1.1 million bits of information, your brain has to condense all of that information that it's getting and trying to process it at a rate that's far below what the intake of that information is. Imagine if you would, you're looking at a TV screen. Now, a TV screen is, is made up of pixels. If you took out 95%, if not more, of those pixels, only leaving that 40 to 60 bits of information that's being generated and displayed in your conscious mind and or being absorbed and being able to be processed, you can probably relate that that picture would not be complete. So the mind continues processing that information at that rate that's coming in, but it's getting backlogged. I'm finding out that we're all hardwired, in other words, our brain, to conserve energy. And we're all hardwired to look for patterns. Additionally, we're also hardwired through this conservation of energy to take shortcuts. Every human being wants the easiest thing that's available to us in order to, to achieve a perceived goal or milestone, whatever that might uh, look like for you. So if your picture is pixelated to that point, you have no choice but to refer back to subconsciously back to what you've experienced in the past and pull it forward and backfill the data that you are missing or not able to process. And then what we try to do is shift, try to finish up that lot of, of memory and shift it to the side so we can move on to the next thing. And this is all happening in milliseconds. It's happening so fast that there's really no way for the individual to be able to understand how quickly that happens and how quickly data is backfilled into data that we're missing in order for us to stay true to our ego and to stay true to the identity that's out working um, for us at that particular moment. Now, the remainder of that information that we're not accessing or not looking at, um, we're storing it in our subconscious. Our, our subconscious is passively saying, okay, well, this information came into us. It seemed to be important to us to draw our attention to it. The brain's not using it consciously right now. So let's put it into little file folders and let's, we can address those file folders later and um, if it's needed. But right now it's not important for us to be able to move forward to whatever decisions or choices that we need to make up. So that information is often logged, backlogged and, and, and put into our storage banks and 
a lot of times it's not even resourced until somebody points us to a file folder that might be pertinent to help us shift our decisions and go down a different path. Now, I know that that sounds a lot of, like a lot of technical stuff, and it is. Um, but even with that, it's something that I would like for you to come back to this particular episode and, and review over and over again, preferably throughout your, the end of your day, because I think that you might be able to take out some of that backfill and fill in new, fresh, crisp information. Again, I want to validate the fact that this is not easy work for the conscious, the subconscious, especially for our, our identities. So making changes is going to be counterintuitive to our conscious mind and our ego because it's uncomfortable, it's unfamiliar. The conscious ego wants to say, hey, we've already addressed this. That was the final word on this particular decision, whatever the case may be, let's move on. It's not important right now because we've dealt with it. And when we dig deeper, it becomes uncomfortable. So the ego and the conscious mind and our, our whatever identity that may be running on uh, at the moment um, may be easily dismissive of being able to go back and, and do that. But the, con the subconscious mind is willing to do so, even though it's uncomfortable. But the uncomfortable situation that we find ourselves in, our egos don't want to address it because it's not safe. Okay, and remember, the ego and your identity, based on previous experiences, wants comfort. It wants the easy. It wants the shortcuts. It does not want discomfort. It does not want uneasy. It doesn't want to look at the long path um, until we run into somewhere where that path may be cut off temporarily or cut off permanently and we're forced to take the long way, but then even that's uncomfortable for us. So, um, like I said, I have to acknowledge that if you can last through this, I think that it may open up some information for you and unjam that log jam that you may be feeling in regards to some of the traumas that you might have experienced in your life story. But what that did for me, that information... It, it actually unlocked a lot of things for me. Now, I think I shared with you that my father, in my life story, tried to murder me in my sleep. And that came a year and, and maybe a month or so after I separated from the military, where my main and most significant trauma had occurred. And I was so angry with my father throughout his life, and he's long gone. He, he passed away in 97. But my story shut my father out, and it injured the family. I wouldn't have anything to do with him, and that was tragic now that I'm looking back at it. But I was able to go through and at first and say, okay, well, what my father did was less significant than what occurred to me, even though the storyline was pretty much the same as what happened to me in the military. 
So, you know, I got to thinking, I'm going to give him some grace. He's family. I need to, he's gone. I don't need to live in that um, world. I can put it aside. And then I looked at the circumstances that led up to him doing that. And I realized that my father was injured by me. And that's not going to pertain to a lot of you who have suffered trauma because you didn't have a precipitating event that occurred prior to um, your your particular trauma. And I want to recognize that because not all, I mean, we can't point to a lot of times to one incident that precipitated it. In fact, one of my other traumas during a robbery um, would... Uh, would bear that out so I my father went and was attacking my mother and I was just freshly out of the military and um, I had confronted my father and made some pretty serious threats against him my dad had taken up drinking to an extreme he was drinking himself to sleep every night before going to work the next morning and um so in some way i have to give him grace in the fact that i injured him i injured his ego i injured his um his persona his identity and he felt threatened to the point that he probably did not feel safe confronting me up front because of the way that I defended my mom. So he waited until an opportune time came and lashed out. In the, in the process of it, he nearly killed me by choking me out while I was asleep. But I was able to put that aside. Given whatever graces was there at the time and the limited information I had, I was able to put that to sleep. And then here recently, after embarking on this journey of being a life coach, a lot of doors got thrown open for me and were very significant. I was able to take that event and superimpose it. Now, I took the names and the identities out of that trauma, and I superimposed the trauma that my dad had inflicted upon me and placed it over the trauma that occurred to me while I was in the military. And I saw the same exact pattern and the exact same facts. The only difference in those facts was in the military, there were multiple aggressors. There were multiple sources of trauma being inflicted upon me by multiple people. So that lasted the three days. And then I became my own abuser during that time. And, you know, I gave them my power. Now, even though I injured my roommate at the time, several days before, that episode happened to me where I was attacked the way that I was. I injured my, he assaulted me, which injured my ego and injured my identity of being a, 
a badass at the time. So I flipped him around to draw boundaries, but I took a step that went a little bit too far, and I pinned him up against the locker, and I threatened him pretty much in the same way that I threatened my father, which injured his ego and injured his um, perception of who he was. So that assault was a retaliation. And even through that retaliation, I realized he had to divide, he had to fill that gap, that hole, that thing that I took away from him, that control that I took away from him. He felt like he needed to regain that control. The only problem is, is that looking at the situation that occurred, I realized he didn't have that control. Because even when he assaulted me, he had to divide that control up between the four people that participated, and the four included him, I, I might add. So what he thought was getting his sense of control, he basically cut his efforts by a quarter at minimum. So he wasn't able to fill that void that he felt in his own ego. He knew, whether he realized it on the forefront, or I knew, or I perceive he knew, that he had no choice or no chance of taking control on his own. He had to have that backup. So by virtue of having to have that backup, it's just like robbing a bank. If I rob a bank and I've got six people, I've got to divvy up my bounty from that robbery amongst six people. So I took kind of that approach to look at it, and he really cut himself short. He settled. I didn't. So I realized he failed in his attempt to get control over me other than the control that I gave to him unknowingly and I gave him that control that lasted over three decades and that kind of aggravates me but I mean that is what it is you know you live and you learn my point in this is by superimposing one action over another and removing the identities that were involved allowed me to go through step-by-step step what happened during that assault in the military, to break it apart, to realize that I was stronger than I ever perceived. And that's powerful. That's a hell of a shift in my mind from being a victim to being the victor, even though my body suffered the consequences of what occurred during that time mainly at their hands, but subsequently throughout that weekend that that event took place, I tortured myself by scalding my body in the shower afterwards and then forcing my broken body to clean up the mess. But throughout that whole entire thing, I survived. I lived. I moved forward. I did not die, even though I felt like I died inside. And that is, um, that's powerful to be able to go back and see that my story as I had developed it was very faulty. 
when you break it down and analyze it. Now, the information I shared with you at the very beginning of this particular episode, I had to look at that. And even though my body and my senses were experiencing the external environment, in other words, I was being beaten by extensions off of a, off a bunk bed by four people. I was being restrained by three people and alternatively tortured by each one of those people and, and attacked by those people, not just physically, but um, on, in other, other means as well. So by virtue of that, like I said, they had to divide that up, but I had to look at something that was thrown in front of my face and that's the processing power of the of the mind and how quickly and how accurately our conscious mind processes information to place in our life story does that mean that i have to forgive my attackers no it doesn't mean that i have to forgive them because that's not in my power. That's in my creator's power. I'm not a judge and a jury. They will be judged when they go to heaven or wherever it is they end up. They'll be judged. It's not my place. The only place that that forgiveness can come from is from within themselves. And they have to atone through regrets or through the accountability that they may face and I have to say, I believe in my heart of hearts that karma is a real bitch. Excuse me. But um, I think that they're going to be suffering karma in one form or another. So I have to believe in that. But anyway, it's not my place to, to waste my energy to find it within me to forgive them because I feel like what they did was unforgivable. It was unexcusable. It, I mean... If my roommate had a problem, he should have taken care of it when I pinned him up against the locker several days prior to the attack. But all through that, I realized when I started this journey as being a life coach and I came across this information and I was able to process it to the fullest ability that I have as a human, I realized my roommate in trying to get his revenge, actually failed. He didn't get what he needed. I mean, he may have gotten it temporarily, but he did not extract what he was seeking because everything that he extracted, he had to divide it up between the four of the participants in that, in that matter. And then I had to look at the empowering side and I had to go to a place where I said, well, you know what? He didn't get what he was going after. It's a win for me, even though my body suffered. They left me for dead. And my roommate disappeared for the rest of the remainder of that weekend to show up later on on Sunday. And uh, when I couldn't, when I didn't openly confront him, but I did not allow him to see that I was beating, beaten down. And so he didn't, he expected that when he, my perception is he expected that when he walked in the door, he would find my body lifeless. 
So I beat him there. And even though my body was beaten and broken, and even though I was scalded and burnt up by my own hands, I walked out that door. And then I came back. And I was forced to come back every day for a year. And I didn't back down. I didn't collapse. At least not in front of him. I didn't show him the impact that I believe he was expecting. So even though I lost the battle, I won the war overall. And that when I realized all of that, and I took that unused information that was stored in my brain, I just had to change a few things in my life story. So I was able to put my ego's need for protection away. And I went into it with more curiosity I realized that I victimized myself. I gave him and those four individuals the power over my life for the better part of 30, 35 years. And that was maybe needed to me to get to this realization where I'm at today. But it was um, shameful, or not shameful, but it was... Um, um, it was a shame that that energy and that time was wasted in the way it was. And I, I'm not shaming myself. I'm just saying it's, it's a pity that, that that information wasn't utilized for me to move forward in a proper way because of my mind's ability to process the information that it could to take the shortcuts by backfilling the story instead of going through and allowing my mind and putting my ego down. And that's behind me, so that, that can't be changed. But it can be changed, and it can change the story of my life from this day forward, or from the day of my realization forward. One of the reasons why I want to share, or I did share this information with you, was because it allows me to step out further as a life coach and do the dirty work to get into what's going on with the people that I coach, what's going on within their life story that we can put a few ands and possibly a few positive buts in there to shift the dynamic and the direction of their lives. Yes, I was attacked and I was injured, but I survived. Yes, I was left for dead, but I survived. Yes, I injured myself, but I survived. And they did not get anything that they were searching for, at least in its entirety and in a manner that they were looking for, because they had to divide that all up. Just changing those little bits and pieces of my life story doesn't change my life story other than I can put it to bed, file it permanently in the back, and deal with the triggers that may show up later on in a more appropriate way, at least in my view, a more appropriate way. It's going through and looking at the shortcuts that my mind took and realize that I missed out on so much by not taking the long road and going further into what was going on and what happened to me and trying to recapture 
the power that I felt like I lost, that I had actually given up over my life. Again, I want to validate the fact that there are those of you that experienced traumas, that there were no precipitating events that led up to it that you contributed to because that's self-defeating for you to even have to look at that. Um, you can look for it and check the boxes off, but there's a lot of times that by external forces that we're conjoled into or controlled into um, that place us at risk and we didn't have all the information or we though the information was just unknown to us and the people that were participating in whatever we were participating in at the time and in that environment. Let's look at a car crash. You can't control the other car's driver. You can't control the other driver that's in your car that may have been driving when you had that mishap. The same is true when you boarded a plane. If you boarded a plane and took a trip and if that plane fell out of the sky or there was an emergency on that plane, there was no way that that information was available to you for you to make a, a decision. So therefore, you can't be held responsible for that. Um, nor can you be responsible for surviving other than fighting for your survival. That's what you're responsible for. You're not responsible for the loss of life of the people who are around you. They're the victims of circumstances that could not be perceived potentially when you entered into that particular environment. And in that situation, you were just thrown into by, I guess, fate. But it had no mechanism which lied within your direct contribution, you know, beforehand. I think if you look at a lot of traumas and overlap other circumstances in your life, within your life story, I believe that some of those traumas and some of those dialogues won't be invalidated because they're very valid and they're very valid for you on whatever level that they're valid upon. But to also introduce a potential additional part to the story, to insert an and. Yes, I was attacked and I survived. Yes, I was attacked because somebody was looking for control and they didn't get it, at least not and in, in, at a whole when there's multiple uh, um, abusers. The biggest thing is, is that we internalize those abuses and, and go after ourselves, which makes the abuse that much more difficult to handle because we search for something that we might have done or not have done that precipitated those events. And that may not have been the fact at all. But through the processing of the mind and the limited capacity for our conscious mind to process the information because it's constantly backlogged by the amount of sensory input and the data that we collect is, I mean, is, a, is a, basically a filter, a sponge 
and we try to pick out bits and pieces and try to put a story together that will become the story of our life and, and become the direction of our lives. So for me, by going through this process, it, it was to show you that I'm not going to and I'm not able to invalidate anything that you may be feeling or going through or the events of your loved one and what they went through. I very much validate that and I honor that. But I just want you to know that there's so many different facets to a life story and in, about any particular event that there's also very much a lot of room that you can insert and and keep but out of it because the but doesn't reside there. Yes, I survived the plane crash, but other people passed away. Well, I had no control over the fact that they passed away unless I intentionally sabotaged the plane. Yes, other people got injured in that car accident or even possibly passed away and I should have been with them. Okay, and the fact that you didn't, you're able to carry on the story, you survived and you're not responsible for the deaths of the people around you because you had no control over the direction of the vehicle or of the operation of the other vehicle or the malfunction that may have happened in the vehicle that you were driving in and whatever whatever other uh, circumstances may have resided within that, you're not responsible for that. And so, you know, if you look at that, it, that's pretty powerful. And that's why I was so excited to jump on this particular, this particular um, episode and share this with you. Now, as I said, I am starting and I am doing life coaching. I'm also doing consulting for business owners. And if you're interested in getting into that uh, with me and letting me do some work with you um, and, and together, I want to walk on this journey with you because I don't want to see anybody in pain. I don't want to see anybody suffering like I had um, suffered. I don't want to have anybody be held back in their lives. So if I can contribute towards helping, uh, helping you, um, I, I, I really want to invite you in that. And I will put a link in the description of this um, podcast. I'll also show you, uh, give you um, an opportunity, and, and I'll invite you to click on the message link that may be within your app uh, that you're using to listen to this podcast. Now... I got into looking into life coaching because I wanted to search a little bit further on how to change. A lot of the coaches that are out there don't dive into the dirty work. They don't get their hands dirty. They take you in and they try to put a band-aid on things that can be temporarily beneficial. But I want to go deeper with you. I want to do that internal work. And and that's important if you want that that to um, to last, provided you're able to understand that there's more to a story than what we're putting out there, and we even more than what we may perceive. 
and we're taking responsibilities for things that we have absolutely no control over. Now, there's a difference, you know, in responsibility and and blame, and I'm going to address that probably in another in another episode, because responsibility is not taking blame for anything, and it's not assigning blame. It's just saying, yes, this happened. I don't know why it happened, but I'm responsible for my perceptions and where I move forward once I gain that perspective, that perspective, um, and and include it into my life story and how I included it in my life story. I think that once you are able to do that work and move back and get into the deep dive of where your story is coming from and to allow the possibility that you know there's additions that haven't been looked at because they've been filed away by the intake of that 1.1 million bits of information per second that you were perceiving or that you experienced but your conscious mind didn't perceive or, or wasn't able to to grasp onto because it was too busy trying to backfill um, for that story to reside within your your super ego and within within your your present ego and the identities that you have that are built into each and every one of us. So, like I said, I'm really excited to move forward at this point with Trauma Survivors Collective, and I hope that you will follow along and and join me and bring others on board. There's also the ability with Trauma Survivors Collective for you to be supportive of this podcast because I have a lot more work that I want to put out there. I'm also going to be doing some other things to bring this information forward and, and to possibly help you stop suffering and and the sufferance of your, of your loved ones. Um, again, my name is Gary Brantz and I am the curator and the producer and the whatever uh, for this show. I do all the materials. Almost none of this is scripted, although it is outlined. So every bit of this is coming from me, genuinely, and coming from what's inside of me to and being delivered to you. And those other avenues that I'm looking towards uh, producing and putting out there for you, um, again, it's it's something I, I want to get the word out because this evolution that I went through and the resolution to my life story and the healing that's moving forward, I want that healing for you as well and for your loved ones. So again, I'm the the life coaching is coaching by coaching by Gary Brents and I'm on bark.com if you want to go on there and hire me or you can email me and we can set something up or if you just want to you know reach out to me for a free 1 hour session that's um that's also available to you uh without any commitment on your part other than you know no financial commitment on your part but I'm also putting this information out there to hopefully guide you towards making a decision to heal, to, to allow yourself permission to heal. Because I, I want you to be empowered to be able to move forward and heal in your life and, and heal your life stories, whatever that life story may be. So with that, 
Um, again, you can message me. You can send me messages. You're also able to support this uh, podcast so that we can move forward and grow and, and touch other people's lives. But um, like I said, I've got a lot more information that I want to share with you and, and bring you along if you can't you know, afford the coaching sessions. Hopefully, the information that I'm sharing with you will, will help bring you into a healing space and, uh, you know, I want to tell you, if you're a trauma survivor, um, God bless you. Seriously, you know, bless your heart and, and bless your soul. You deserve that. You deserve so much more than that. And I hope that you can get to a point that you can bless yourself and honor yourself as much as you deserve to be honored. Um as you're moving forward to trying to cope with the challenges that come along with trauma. Because I know that um, sufferance is, is hell. And even your, your conscious mind and your egos and, and everything don't want you to suffer. And I know it's uncomfortable. And I know that every time that uncomfortability comes up, your mind wants to squash that. Because it doesn't feel good. You go into a, a type of fight or flight, in my opinion. And it's, oh my God, this is uncomfortable. This hurts. This is really disruptive to my life story. Let's push it down because I don't want the subconscious to get injured. I don't want the, the underlying conscious or subconscious energies that reside in our bodies to be injured. So let's push this down and not discuss it. We'll discuss it another day. And I encourage you to honor it, to lean into it, even though it's uncomfortable. Override the, the outward ego and, and open up that gate, push that gate. No, kick that gate down. And especially in this matter. And hopefully you can find a path to healing. For those of you who were told that coaching is like... Um, therapy. I guess in some ways it is therapeutic. It's a tool. But if you're seeing a psychiatrist or a, a, a therapist, I believe, because it's happened to, happening to me currently, that one does not void out the other. They work hand in hand. They're tools. But I will tell you that if the coaches that you're looking at is not willing to do the deep dive and they're only wanting to put the band-aids on and speak to you know uh your ego that's not going to be productive for you to move forward at least on any sustainable level you have to change the inner dialogue if you get in with a coach who's willing to work with that inner dialogue in conjunction with your mental health professional I think that the that the sign the sun will shine brighter. I I really believe that the path will become clearer because the messages that your your therapists are giving you, the coach will help you implement them in real life and will be more probably more read, ready readily available to you than the weekly visit to the therapist. So to have the both and working in conjunction with one another in tandem, I think is a very powerful path to take um, and, and and to look at. 
I think that it um, really will will propel your your desire to seek relief and and fulfill that desire to be that needs to be fulfilled for you to be able to move forward and to heal. And the more training and everything that I go through, and I'm constantly going through training. <coughs> the more training and information I'm getting, the more excited I'm getting and sharing my traumas with you and sharing my path in hopes to spark that desire within you to where you kick that gate down that your gatekeeper ego and logic is keeping you confined behind. Um, because the subconscious needs to be healed and that's the only way that you're going to to be able to get on the same level of, of respect between your subconscious and your conscious minds. So anyway, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. We're getting close to being 52, 53 minutes into this session. And again, I would like to invite you to support Trauma Survivors Collective. I think in the future it'll open up some additional materials for you. Uh, that I'm planning on putting out there. Um, I really encourage you to message me. Let me know how you felt about this session, whether it was disruptive, whether it was... Just let me know how you feel about this, what you think about this, and what you experienced during this particular session. And In fact, in all my sessions that I put out there on, on, um, on this platform, I am hopefully going to be working towards opening up a YouTube channel. Um, a part of that will be for for supporters, uh, for supporters only, uh, to reward you for for with additional comments and and additional resources. And um, I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but I am working on it. I haven't really set a hard deadline for that as of yet, but I'll keep you informed. And um, again. I want to honor you. I, I really do. I want to acknowledge your pain. And I want that pain to go away. I don't want you to have to continue residing in the pain that you're feeling. And the confusion at times. And hopefully you'll get some relief from the anxiety and the depression. And some of the other things that you may be experiencing as you're dealing with your trauma's life story. So with that, I'm going to call this the day. Um, I hope you enjoyed the session. I hope it wasn't too uncomfortable for you. And God bless you. And thank you for listening then. Take care.